Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome to episode 70 of Geeks, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this room. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me today for a fireside chat is your quiet <laughs> guest, Harukabe. Is that a pledge? You're going to be very silent. Yes, I'm just going to look at you and nod. And considering we're not doing video this week, it's going to go very well. Yeah. I'll, I'll nod. Um, Audibly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll hear a whoosh. Should we put like little like beads in your hair or something that it rattle oh, every time you nod or shake? Yeah, maybe. Could it probably make work. a different noise when you like go up and down yeah. and go left, right? That'll be quite a, a fun audio experience, I'm sure. We'll work on it for next time. Mm. Um, we're going to be talking some... I was about to actually... So, here's the thing. All the podcasts I listen to <laughs> nowadays um, that I've been listening to for years, a lot of them seem to have a restructure thing now where they're losing people, I think, listeners because they don't know what's coming up. So at the beginning right. of a show, they'll go, we're going to be talking about this and this and this and this on the show and give you like the blog points so you know what's going to happen. Uh-huh. And then they'll get into it all. I don't really like that. It seems too <laughs> structured. We are, we're more alarmingly structured with this podcast than I think people know. Like one of my friends said, like, oh, I like your podcast. You guys don't seem to know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> but we actually That's have like... Great- compliment yeah i guess yeah. so well, but we have like i mean we're definitely a conversational podcast like can go wherever we want to but we have a structure to it that we try to adhere to um but i don't really want to tell people what's coming up in a show mm. that noise <laughs> that confirmed that noise will be coming up in the show quite a lot um Haruka, what have you been up to how are you doing what's your I'm week grand been? i'm grand i'm grand you're just pooling around yeah. Going to the gym. Yeah. You doing yep. any auditions this week? Nothing uh, allowed to talk no, about. Not really. Not really. It's been pretty quiet. Quiet week. Chilled, yeah. Esau's, yeah, pretty chilled. How is the gym? Because you have an Instagram um, account, which is, it is Haruka Abe, isn't it? It is, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's Ruka.Haruka, but yeah. Ruka.Haruka. But yeah, Haruka Abe is the account name, nickname. Okay. Like, but your actual, if we go to Instagram.com slash Ruka.Haruka. We get you up. Yeah, you yeah. can get me on Harukabe as well, but there might be several of us because it's quite a common Japanese name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we talked about it before. It's a really beautiful, annoyingly beautiful oh, photos on your you. Instagram. But you had a video up of you doing a little dance. Yeah, that was... Silhouette. Yeah, that's... Which is like yeah. the coolest selfie ever. <laughs> yeah, it was mainly because I processed the shit out of that video so that people can't see which one. Oh, you made it like silhouette? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made it black and white. Oh. Yeah. Boost that contrast. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. How, um, what's the deal? Are you dancing now? What's that Uh, about? Well, no, I go to like regular, like, bar classes and dance cardio classes. But dance cardio classes are more like really basic, basic, basic commercial dance choreo. Whereas that video was from a Britney Spears dance workshop. Okay. which happens like my gym dance studio place hosts it like once every three months or so so it's it's a one-off thing and okay. you have to like learn a set of like choreo in like half an hour or something which is fun but you mentioned a bar class do you get to have cocktails and stale peanuts for this no it's no? not that kind of bar sadly that's a shame yeah it is because i might do a gym class Ooh. if that was i don't even drink but i might come out of drinking <laughs> retirement yeah <laughs> i wouldn't leave thing. the gym if that was a thing <laughs> you just drink and work out and mm-hmm. everyone's oh, yeah, dancing like falling around though. mess yeah. i think um, you're on to something yeah yeah like the alcoholics gym yeah. membership yeah okay okay drink and burn um we went to see get out this week yes we did uh we're a little late to that party because it's yeah, in America, it's been out for a while. Over here, it kind of only came out recently, but it's um, everybody's been, everybody's been clamoring mm. about it. I went in uh, with uh, trepidation. I had open arms, but I was a little worried it had been overhyped by that point. Um, and the trailer looked okay to me. It didn't look incredible. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really cool movie. Mm. Um, I thought it was really refreshing and yeah. interesting and funny. And yeah. Kind of yeah, quite tense. Not like, I wouldn't say scary, but mm. it was tense. I'd say. Yeah, because you didn't really know where it was going to go for sure, or mm-hmm. how far off the deep end it would go. Um, you enjoy? Yeah, no, it was it was because um, I went in without any expectations. I didn't know what the story was about really, apart from the fact that it's 
dealing with like racial issues and oh is it yes (laughs) yes um yeah and i knew about the whole um samuel l jackson um not complaining but making a comment about how he would have liked to see an american african African african-american actor play the lead role um Mm. and that was there was a big um hoo-ha yeah, I don't. Um, I don't feel I know enough about that to get involved with it. But my mm-hmm. initial knee-jerk thing is I don't get it. Like my initial knee-jerk thing is like, why? Like why? Does it really matter? Mm-hmm. Like, does it, I don't know. Yeah, I wrong? mean, I think his point was that because it deals with um, interracial relationships, and I think in England the history of interracial relationships is slightly different to what the American people experience. Yeah, I agree. But I think that's a character thing. I mean, I think this yeah. is something that keeps recurring at the moment. It's to do with characters and then who plays those characters. Like yeah, Superman yeah. is meant to be the bastion of America and he's played by an English dude. Mm-hmm. It's like, does it really matter? Like yeah. who plays the character as long as they're doing a good job? Yeah, yeah. No, I think I'm sure it's part of it is because like there's so many English actors in, working in America at the moment and there's a whole big, you know, thing America's about... getting grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> which is understandable you know yeah but. i don't know um i thought he was great like i really oh, think yeah. i really think the film is sold on his performance like mm. he, he he's immediately like straight away in the first scene even which is kind of a boring thing i could imagine that's what i was saying to you after the film is i actually feel the racial thing they totally take a nosedive on like i feel mm-hmm. the things they're trying to discuss at the end they kind of throw away in it that was my big disappointment with the film and then we heard about an alternative ending, which I don't want to get into here because of spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, which made way more sense to me. Like the original director's ending to me may be more cliched, but for me, it made sense with what he was discussing at least. Mm. Whereas the ending of this, I don't know. It feels like they just kind of shrugged it off. Mm-hmm. But on paper, the whole thing, I'm not convinced if I read that screenplay before seeing the film that I would think it was a great film. Like I'm really not. Um, it could have been shot like a very just regular horror movie, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's something about yeah the camera work music i think is great and just that actors like he's just he wrote me in straight away mm. yeah he has such an expressive pair of eyes yeah yeah he does and he can play the re- yeah he's you're on the journey with him for sure and you, mm. he plays the comedy so well like yeah he really does. yeah yeah definitely um yeah i recommend that i've also been watching what i'm watching because I've been working and when I work, when I'm not doing writing working and I'm doing like editing stuff, I tend to have something on the background. Most of my podcasts, I'm still listening to the Now Playing guys I'm doing lots of film reviews. If you don't know of them, which you probably do, but if you don't, head over to Now Playing uh, podcasts and, and listen to them. they got so many. they got loads of great franchises they go through. Um, but I did watch the Poltergeist movie, Ooh. the original, for pretty much maybe the first time. And then I watched the remake immediately afterwards mm-hmm. in like a double bill because um, we were talking about this uh, when I saw you a few days ago but we saw mm. Jaws together last week because you came around to oh, hang yeah. out and you are like yeah. I feel like watching Jaws um, <laughs> it's always a good day to watch Jaws yeah that always that fucking great mm-hmm. um, and yeah I was in, then in Spielberg mood and I, I hadn't returned to Pebble Guys my whole life I think I saw it when I was a kid and that's about it mm-hmm. um, it's a really great film like it's not as great as Jaws for sure but it's a really great film uh, and controversially potentially directed by Spielberg and not Toe Pooper. Um, and yeah, and we found out it was like split from, like I was saying to you, all these, um, an idea he had basically after closing counts of the third kind to stop people from making bad sequels of it, like they had been to Jaws. So he came up with this idea, and from that one idea, he ended up making E.T., Poltergeist, and Gremlins. Um, and I found it inspirational now. I want to go back to all three of those films. Mm-hmm to kind of like just see and i really want to get a hold of his original treatment idea because apparently it's floating out there you can get his original kind of pitch right of what all three of those films together with like tv <laughs> and a family and aliens coming out of tv and one's called spike and then one of them befriends the family and it's mm-hmm. like all those movies like mesh together and i find it fascinating how you could i feel normally with the script you look at and you go there's not enough cool ideas in here mm. whereas with this one's like no there's too many things going on <laughs> there's enough you can pull it apart and just simple et movie simple gremlins movie simple you know uh Poltergeist movie yeah and i think that's part of i don't know it's just i'm off on a 10 weird tangent but i feel that's <laughs> something that was Spielberg that's part of his at least in his early life his genius is he t- each of his films are very simple ideas that's very true very very true you boil jaws down and it's so simple mm-hmm you boiled, yeah, Jewel Down, you boiled, yeah, any of these movies. Like, they're very, in, like, simple hook. 
And then he just plays it perfectly. Mm. He just kind of utilizes that hook in the right way. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's quite easy to like try to, you know, cram everything in and it takes courage to yeah. pare things down and be like, okay, this film is just about this. And Yeah, because then it does just come down to good writing, good mm. directing. And good acting, obviously, from the writing. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I th- I'm interested now because people... It's a weird time right now in films, you know, where, like, like we keep talking about it, but actors aren't opening films like they used to in the 90s and and, um, and, yeah, and in, obviously, the golden era of film many decades ago. And we're kind of in a point now where gimmicks sell films more, you know, like universes sell for people want to go see another film because Marvel's made it mm. or is part of that universe rather than because, you know, whoever is in that film. Right. Um, and so it's kind of weird because yeah, that's not that's that is kind of about the tangential ideas of the universe and whatever gimmick you're selling the film with, mm-hmm. rather than a simple premise. I feel like mm. we kind of go now for the complexity of all the overlapping things. And, yeah, I suppose. Um, so I kind of miss. I do miss those. That's why I'm interested in that. Yeah, in the it film, like like coming out, like it's got like a. Strange. I think that's why Stranger Things appealed as well in this range. Yeah, 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 definitely. Very boiled down, old school kind of feeling. I mean, it's it's quite weird because, like, yeah, obviously the new It remake is, you know, very conscious of Stranger Things because they cast the same actors and stuff. Yeah. But Stranger Things is kind of an homage to the original It. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. It's it's like like a weird little secular thing. Yeah. Still want to know what the fuck the adults are in that It trailer. Like, <laughs> when are they coming? Because the majority of the book is with adults. Yeah, they're great. Awesome. I'm hoping they'll reveal them in the next one. Um, I've also been playing a bit of ukulele. I only mentioned that because we said last week on the podcast, which was with me, Tamara, and Avna, ukulele is the game of the week. It's a game that's been coming for a long, long time, was kickstarted, fan funded pretty much, um, spiritual successor to the Banjo Kazooie games. Everyone's been desperate to get it. I really don't like this game. I was really excited <laughs> oh, and I played it for a couple of hours and went straight back to Zelda. Um, it is just very loose controls, annoying camera. I don't know. Didn't like it. Didn't oh, like it at all. Yeah. It wasn't that, even though it felt antiquated. It just felt like a bad copy of a great old game. That's a shame. Yep. 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 Um, all right. Let's move into... Uh, no, that's not correct. Let's <laughs> start the podcast, what we do every single week. A little bit of news with Nate's blowdown. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pieces of news. Ooh. Uh, do you okay, share? Which, what do you want to start with? Let's start with. Well, let's start with the big one, I guess, which is Star Wars Celebration happened last week. It was showcasing toys, animations, uh, these new little short animations on all of the females in the Star Wars universe. Okay. Um, video games and of course movies and it had the first trailer for The Last Jedi came out um, which I wasn't really expecting I knew Star Wars Celebration was happening I thought it'd be something to do with The Last Jedi I wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. a proper trailer like this it was a big old trailer Mm. Um, did you check this out did you see it I did yeah 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 what are your feelings um I thought it was okay didn't really do anything for me but no are you, did you enjoy Rogue One or Force Awakens or not? Um, I haven't watched Rogue One yet. I know, okay. it's really bad. Um, no? I really want to, but yeah, I just missed that boat. Um, I watched... It was a boat, and if you weren't on it, there's no there's no way now <laughs> to see that film again. <laughs> I'm afraid it's gone out to sea. Um, yeah, and I watched... Uh, what is it? The Force Awakens. Force Awakens, yeah. Which was great. That was great? Um, Do you enjoy that one? I mean, yeah. I mean... Yeah, it was it was good. Okay. It wasn't like I, it wasn't mind blowing yeah. for me. Okay, but yeah, it was did the job. And does this one look? I mean, is it is it that now that novelty's over for you with something that didn't blow your mind anyway? This is like meh. Yeah, I'll probably watch it, but I'm not like overly excited about it either. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I kind of agree. It's, this one's because the trailer for like, Force Awakens. It's been so long since we had Star Wars film. And those first couple of trailers were so pitch perfect and what they showed for that. Mm. It got people crazy hyped. Now we know we're getting a Star Wars film every single year mm. for the next six years or whatever, at least. Yeah. Um, and this one came out and people weren't crazy for it, but a lot of people were like, meh, like it's not. But I think it's kind of a weird trailer because they're not showing anything. 
mm-hmm. with it. And yet there's two minutes of footage in there. Mm. So it's like you see, okay, yeah, there's a lightsaber. Yes, there's spaceships shooting each other. Yes, there's Luke in silhouette most of the time. Like there's, it kind of is just showing us all the stuff we know is going to be in the Star Wars film, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, BB-8 and people running from things and explosions. <laughs> But it doesn't tell us anything else really about the narrative that we didn't already know. There's a few people picking apart a few cryptic things in there. There's mm-hmm. um, some stuff to do with um, the symbol for the Sith and things. But um, I, I really liked it more for me just because it showed the director, Ryan Johnson, who yeah, did Looper and did Brick. It, I could, I, not that I could tell it was him necessarily, but I could tell mm-hmm. there was someone else behind the camera for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. There were certain camera movements in it. There was like a feeling to it. There's a bit where all the little rocks are rising mm-hmm. Dragon Ball style. Right. <laughs> and it felt like, yeah, that's not how any other director would. Abrams definitely wouldn't have done it that mm-hmm. way. Um, and that gets me excited because I just want these films to feel a little bit different. And Rogue yeah. One for sure felt different from Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping they keep. Well, I say keep. It sounds like they didn't have enough faith in Gareth with Rogue One. But I wanna. I hope that they do instill plenty of faith in their directors and allow them to do their visions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would get bored if every film just felt like the same. Absolutely, yeah. And when I watched the trailer, I forgot that it was a Ryan Johnson film. So now that you mention it, yeah. like Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I feel you can tell. I mean, it's not, you know, he's not done enough movies mm. to be an auteur, really. And he's not done enough movies for you to be able to know a Ryan Johnson film when you see it. Mm. But he definitely has a certain flavour with how he likes to use a camera. It's quite aggressive. Yeah. Um, and he has certain movements that he likes to do and, and I could start to see it come out. Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited actually about The Last Jedi. Um, so Ryan Johnson also confirmed who the title refers to because uh, there's been a lot of fanboy debate about The Last Jedi saying, who is it talking about? Is it even right. singular or does Jedi... Because it's also the plural yeah, for yeah, Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that debate. So he did quite a funny reply to this. Okay, so this is, quote, It's so funny when people started asking that, I had never even pondered that question. In my mind, it's singular. In my mind, it is. As to whether Luke is the last Jedi, they say in Force Awakens he's going to find the last Jedi temple, and Luke is the last Jedi. End of quote. Um, What's interesting in that, though, is that he says, in my mind, it's singular. In my mind, it is. Mm. So I feel like Disney said to him, this is your title for the movie. <laughs> and maybe, and this might genuinely be what happens. They have a plan for where the next four films are going and he doesn't get to know about mm-hmm. it. You know? Yeah, possible. So it could literally be, as, even as a director, he's like, well, this is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And we've already mentioned Luke's The Last Jedi, so I'm just presuming that's him. Yeah, yeah. He may not have all the information. Um, news also came out from Kathleen Kennedy, who's the producer and sort of show running, I guess, all these films. To counteract what was said... She was also actually a producer, I noticed, on the original podcast. All right. Uh, to counteract what was said by Carrie Fisher's brother, Todd, last week, um, and we reported that on this podcast, that he had spoken out that Carrie would be included in not just episode eight that's coming up, but episode nine as well. Oh. Um, but now Kathleen is saying, sadly, Carrie will not be in nine, but we will see a lot of Carrie in eight. Um, apparently, Carrie Fisher had finished shooting The Last Jedi prior to her uh, death, but the creative team behind, it, behind episode nine had not yet finished the screenplay, so they started over again and are not um. going to be including Leia. Aww. It's nice that they finished filming on that, though. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. That they don't get have good... to do a weird like, yeah. post death CGI. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm happy that she'll have a, a full you know, swan song. Mm sort of film that yeah. is obviously you know i don't know there's no right way to say this i guess when someone's passed and particularly someone's beloved is carrie mm. but if they're gonna pass like it's something where it makes sense that her last film would be a star wars film yeah 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 absolutely absolutely um all right that's our star wars news we also have some guardians of the galaxy volume three james gunn has now confirmed that he will be directing the third installment of marvel's guardians films Open quote, I'm returning to write and direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I can't fracking wait to get started. Like in both Volume 1 and Volume 2, we will work on creating the story that goes beyond what you expect. End quote. He also confirmed that the film will take place after Avengers Infinity War, which is no big surprise because that comes out before the next one. Uh, Open quote, it will conclude the story of this iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy and help catapult both old and new Marvel characters into the next 10 years and beyond. I'll be working side by side with Kevin Feige and the gang to help design where these stories go and make sure the future of the Marvel cosmic universe is as special and authentic and magical as what we have created so far, end quote. Guardians Volume 2 opens in theaters on May the 5th in in the US, but if you're in the UK, April 28th. Ooh, we get it earlier. We get it. All the Marvel movies a week early. Really? 
riddle me that <laughs> because <laughs> I so don't weird. understand. I don't understand. For Civil War, I nearly flew back here so I could see it a week early because <laughs> I don't understand. Like it, these are like unbelievably American movies. Mm-hmm. You don't need to test bed them anywhere in the in the world. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to make a billion dollars each. Yeah. Puzzle. Why do we get them a week early? I don't know. Maybe I'm not complaining because I will. Oh, actually, I might. No, I will be here. Of course, it will. April 28th, yeah. Excellent. Fuck, it's just around the corner. Yeah, that's like... Ten days. Guardians. Ooh. Oh, you're not going to be here, are you? You're off shooting things. No, I'll be Shame. in Croatia. Shame. You're not a big Guardians fan anyway, are you? No, I haven't watched the first one. Just get it, just get it out of the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just talk to myself for the rest no, of the No, I want to. I like the soundtrack. But Guardians yeah. seriously great. How yeah. do you not say this? I mean, we watched yours, so I we were know. fine. But how do you not say this like the other night? We're like, what should we watch? We watch Guardians. True, true. Yeah, I just I forgot about it. I just wasn't in the right mindset when I tried to watch it. I was really tired, and you know, I saw Blue Merle. You saw? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. actor from uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Walking like him Dead at all. and Henry portrait of a serial yeah. killer. I don't like him. More rats. Huh? Is I'm, that naming, I'm naming other films he's in. Okay. <laughs> no, his name is not More Rats. Sadly. Oh. <laughs> That would have been an awesome name. Um, but yeah, so that kind of put me off. And I was like, okay. She just stopped? Yeah. Wow. That was pretty early early in the film, I think. Maybe you'll like it. Yeah, prob- I probably will, you know. I just need some booze and like good company and I'll probably <laughs> fucking love it. It is, yeah, my favourite Marvel movie by far. It's the only one that I suggest to anyone. Really? When people are like, alright, okay. which Marvel movie should I watch? Like, that's the one. Okay. Like, really, like, the first half of Winter Soldier is amazing. There are scenes in Civil War that are great, but mm. that's... Guardians is the one. Okay, so yeah, make make a note of that so All we right. can watch it together. You leave on Friday, though, don't you? So yeah. Well, you're next time you're around. Never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. Uh, uh, well. Let's actually. You know what? I'm gonna leave that bit of news for when we get to box office. Um, here's some news that might interest you, young lady. Ooh. If you've already heard of it. Vertical. How do you feel about a little movie called The Labyrinth? I fucking love it. One of my favourite films of all time. So you might know for many, many, many years they've been trying to make a sequel. I know it's always up and down what's going to happen. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure if it was a sequel or a remake, but I've heard of tales, yes. Do you know where I'm going with this then? Have you not heard the news this week? No. Hold on to your chair with both hands. Oh my God. There is now going to be a new Labyrinth movie and TriStar Pictures is so serious they found their director. Oh. It it is, uh, I don't know how to pronounce these fucking people's (laughs) <laughs> it is Fed Fede F E D E F in Spanish. Yeah, Fede. I think, isn't he? Uh, oh, it's Alvarez. Alvarez. Uh, I love this guy. He directed the remake of Evil Dead. Okay. And he directed Don't Breathe. That was just out. Uh, a flawed movie, but great direction. Okay. Um, he's a lovely man as well. Well, he seems lovely. Uh, the director will also write the script alongside Jay Bazu, who is working with him currently on The Girl in the Spider's Web. Okay. Um, and they confirmed that the Labyrinth movie will be a spin-off and not a remake. Oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> so no recasting David Bowie. Good. I hope. I hope. Uh, open quote, I couldn't be more thrilled to expand on Jim Henson's mesmerizing universe and take a new generation of moviegoers back into the Labyrinth, end quote. Yay! So a quote that means literally nothing, but still. Uh, the Girl in the Spider's Web will be released October the 5th, 2018. So I'd mm. imagine you can see this film 2019 sometime. Oh, wow. That's only a couple of years away. All right. Okay. We're 2017 <laughs> now, Eric. <laughs> That's terrifying. Uh, that, like, he's a great director and he's a horror director, which I think doing a labyrinth uh, film is what you want. Cool. I really do. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really hope he gets, um, and he mentions the expand on Jim Henson's mesmerizing universe. So I'm really hoping mm-hmm. they get some Jim Henson puppetry. Yeah. Back I mean, he in. has to. He has to. Get away from the CGI. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I actually, I want to, I, I really want like two cats. I want to get two cats. I want to name one of them Kafka and the other one Jareth. Oh. That's my future plan. That's your future plan? That's it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's accomplishable. Yeah. In fact, we can do that right now, probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> one of the cat shops will be very, be shut, yeah, it will be irresponsible, but yeah. Well, yeah. I want to name my cat Jareth. What would you do if... They bring back David Bowie's character and they have to recast him. Well, they'll probably have to bring him back. But because if you don't have Jennifer Connelly, which I doubt, it's, it's a spin-off, so it means yeah. it's not going to be to do with her for yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Like otherwise, I could I could see some people. Jennifer Connelly still an exceptional actress. She's still very stunning as well. Mm-hmm. I could see people bringing her back. But if they say it's a spinoff, it's not going to be to do with her then. If you don't have her and you don't have, I've forgotten the character's name now. Jared. Oh, it is. Oh, there yeah. is his character. Oh, sorry. If you don't have either of them, what do you do? Probably they'll like make him younger or something. Hmm. That's true. Which, you know, no one's going to be as good as David Bowie, obviously. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think now, like how you, because the world is like, you, you don't really get an idea for how big the world is. Mm. You get the labyrinth, yeah. and then you get his castle. Is the castle at the end of the labyrinth? Is it like where you have to get through the labyrinth to get to that castle? I think Not, it's at the center of the labyrinth. Okay. Maybe. And it's also very, you know, metaphorical, the whole film. Like, mm. very metaphorical. So it's kind of like, well, if you had someone else in the labyrinth, it's a different goal, maybe, at the end. Mm. You know? Like, if you take away the baby theme and mm-hmm. that whole guilt and all the stuff she was going through, mm. maybe it's something it's like Silent Hill. You just have to always have a labyrinth as the way to get to their goal. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe, baby. We'll see. Maybe, baby. Are you just naming Colin Firth films now? <laughs> is that a Colin Firth film? Maybe? Is it? I don't know. Or Hugh, or maybe it was um, Hugh Laurie. Somebody. Uh, a little bit of gaming news. Bandai Namco, publishers of the Dark Souls and Bloodborne series, has released an anime teaser for a new project, uh, which will be revealed on April the 20th. So possibly by the time you listen to this, it'll be up. Uh, the game's tagline, which does appear in the anime teaser, is Prepare to Dine. Uh, which is an obvious nod to Prepare to Die, made famous by uh, the company's Dark Souls games from, from From Software. How do you say... This company's called From Software, so when you say it's like From From Software, <laughs> it sounds really dumb. Oh, they didn't dear. think that one through. Um, although we didn't, our company's called We Are Tessellate, uh-huh. and we call this podcast We're Geeks. Oh. So when people say, what's your company? Oh, We Are We Are Tessellate. <laughs> didn't think that it's through It's like either. calling pin, pin number. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the animation style is very gothic and seems similar to Bloodborne, but other than that, very little info is known. Obviously, the anime really has nothing to do with anything, probably. Um, but it was really cool. It's a nice little anime teaser for a, for a video game. There's a guy. There's like a silhouette of a character in it that looks a lot like um, what's the guy called the demon from Death Note? Duke. Yep. Looks a lot like him. Uh, last couple of pieces of news. The new Harry Potter series, Fantastic Beasts, has cast its young Albus Dumbledore. Jude Law will be taking the iconic role, which was originally played by Richard Harris before he sadly passed away, and the helm was handed to Michael Gambon. The sequel to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him is set in Paris and will feel very different from the first one, promising to be more haunting and darker while still retaining the Harry Potter levity. Nice. Which kind of takes back everything they just said. They're like, oh, it'll be much more haunting and darker. But don't worry. <laughs> it'll still have plenty of levity. And it's like, well, okay. Dude Law, how do you feel about him? Um, I like him. I think he's a good actor. Yeah. I, like I think him. he can be a great actor sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I've seen him like Alfie, where it's just yeah. hard to get through. <laughs> but then, yeah, it depends on the, like, with the right material. Yeah. It's great. Like, but his look, though, he just always looks like a villain to me. That's yeah, the problem. He's a Bit of a geezer though, isn't he? To yeah, play I don't, Dumbledore. I don't see that. I don't know. I don't see him as young Michael Gambon. Yeah. I think he's I quite know. weird. I mean, I think he's a great actor choice, but mm-hmm. the character choice is a bit weird. Yeah. No, I would love to see him in that world, but yeah, I guess as Dumbledore, it's yeah. a bit. Yeah. I don't know. I did. I guess it's just been yeah so long since I've seen him play an empathetic sort of like a hero character. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm sure he can do it. Uh, last piece of news Gorillas. You like this band, don't you? Do you? Yeah. There you go. Um, what's your favorite? When? Okay, so when people Ooh. like Gorillas, what era of Gorillas do you like? Because they're very different now. Have you heard their new singles? No. I don't like it. Don't like it at all. Really? No. Uh, for me, the very first single they ever released, The Tomorrow Comes Today, mm-hmm. do you remember that? Yeah. That's yeah. still my absolute favorite yeah. Gorillas song. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Love, I love that first album. I yeah. love that song. Yeah. They've done a few smatterings of stuff after that, but it's got increasingly far away from what I like. Uh, but I still love them. I love the style of them. Mm-hmm. I love the animated style. Yeah, the concept's still great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are a fan of, of uh, Jamie Hewlett, aren't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Okay. Well, there you go. You might enjoy 
Yeah. It's news. Yeah, the yeah. UK band Gorillaz released their new album, Humans, with a Z, on mm-hmm. April the 28th. And now comes word that the band is getting a 10-episode TV show. Ooh. Speaking with Q Magazine, Gorillaz co-creator Jamie Hewlett, who also created what you, Tank Girl. Anything else? Is that it? Um... He's very cool. Well, there are others. Of... There's the what's Kung Fu action, I think. Let me just Google this dude. I knew him really from Tank Girl growing up and then Gorillaz and, and a few like design things that he had done. Uh, yeah, Monkey Journey to the West, Get a Freebies, Gorillaz. No, Tank Girl's his main thing. He still does do some Tank Girl stuff every now and then. Oh, because it's the best. That's why. Not the movie. Or the comic. I love the movie. You it's love the movie? Great. Yeah. You're the one? Yeah. Awesome. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> what do you like about the movie? There's like kangaroos and shit. There are, yes, there are. Fuck, I forgot about the kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I saw that. All right, now I want to go watch that. Uh, speaking with Q Magazine, Gorillaz co creator Jamie Hewlett said he's currently working on an animated TV show about all four of the band's members 2D, Murdoch, Noodle, and Russell. Yay, Noodle! Yeah, Noodle's the best for sure. As well as their alter egos. Over a decade ago, so this is what I remember about the Gorillas. That first album came out, and then immediately they announced they were going to make a feature film, animated feature film, where it was the Gorillas characters fighting a zombie apocalypse, and oh. DreamWorks were producing it. Ooh. Um, and he spoke out about that. He said it fell through because, quote, it was too dark to spend a couple of hundred million dollars on. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> But that went on for years and I was so excited by that. Yeah, I thought, that's a fucking a cool... dream. Yeah. So, I mean, it's possible the 10-episode TV show might still have horror roots to yeah, it, which I would love. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see anything to do with what they normally do, band stuff. Mm-hmm. I just want to see those characters, the music can you know be the background, but dealing with you know a, a story, pref- preferably horror-based. Mm-hmm. And there's loads of like big horror. Like In that first album, the last track on it, don't know if you remember it but it starts with this guy like walking you can hear like someone shouting out it's like hello is anybody there mm, mm, hello and it goes on for ages yeah and it's actually a soundbite from uh, romero's day of the dead oh, and the opening I of that see. um so like they have like a real zombie horror stuff baked mm-hmm. into their early songs cool so i hope they come back to that and my friend does the voice of noodle oh really yeah she's another japanese actress called haruka kuroda she's an amazing actress yeah. It can't be too Harukas. I don't accept it. I know, it's a bit awkward sometimes. Like, I was in a sitcom with her um, for a while, for like five seasons or something. And I was playing one of her bandmates. So, like, everyone would call us, like, she was Haruka 1 because she was on the series first. And then I would be like, Haruka, yeah, Haruka 2. A bit confusing, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, too many cool people. Um, the band also recently released a six-minute 360 VR video featuring some songs from the new album. Everyone's doing this now, aren't they? The mm-hmm. 360 videos. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a big thing right now. It's kind of sort of pseudo-virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Like pan scan. Yeah. Don't know if I can... I don't know if I really care. Um, that is the news because there's one bit like booted to go into box office. So we'll get to that in 8-bit. Right. Ooh. <laughs> I love I love these podcasts where it's just two people. <laughs> there's like a weird, weird heartbeat to the show. Um, releases. A little bit of Chris Pratt. Can you give us some money? I just, I just, <laughs> I don't even. You know, have you never been on the US version of this show? No. Did you not do one when you were in America with us? Maybe you didn't. Uh... So I did, but I don't remember this. If Alex was there, uh-huh. he would have sung at the top of his voice, Chris Pratt, can you give us some money? Sometimes oh. with a prelude talking into it. Oh, it I organically see. happened at some point, and I've no idea how. And it has nothing to do with releases. And I don't know how it happened, but oh. if you go for and listen to a podcast, it's a gradual thing. Oh, Whereas I Nate's see. Blowdown, which is the name of the news piece, mm-hmm. that came from the very first episode. Fights. When I accidentally mixed two words. I mixed rundown and blow to blow into blow down. Oh, I see. Which sounded weirdly sexual and Ryan Keeley was on the podcast and she mocked me for it. Um, and we kept it ever since. I see. Thanks um, for that bit of trivia. There you go. A little history. Um, yeah, releases. So we're going to talk about what is on in the UK and the US in the cinemas right now. Not right now, that's a lie. This weekend. Um, not all the same stuff this week. It's a bit confusing. There's quite a lot of films. 
So we've got The Zookeeper's Wife, directed by Nikki Caro, who directed Whale Rider and is directing the upcoming mm. Mulan movie. Starring Jessica Chastain, Johan Heldenberg, Daniel Bruhl. Uh, the Zookeeper's Wife tells the account of keepers of the Warsaw Zoo, Antonina and Jan Zabinski, who helped save hundreds of people and animals during the German invasion. Hmm. We uh, checked out the trailer to this. Yep. Did it intrigue you? Um, it was very serious. Serious as Jessica Chastain doing a Polish accent. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't really sound... It sounds more Russian than Polish, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I find it hard to watch actors that you know putting mm-hmm. on a different accent. It takes a lot yeah. for me to get through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me At too. least the first half an hour of that movie, that's all I'll be thinking about. Yeah. Why can't um, they just cast Polish actresses? I don't know. Or just not give a shit. I would rather one of the two. You know, either mm. just, yeah, fuck it, everyone just speaks American. Or yeah. you cast probably. Yeah, yeah. Just don't put Don't try accents. and pretend to be a different race is yeah. my general thing. I appreciate actors like to do those challenges. Do you, do you like a challenge where you get to do an accent? Or is it always something you kind of... I can't of do accents, do? so I don't like doing accents. <laughs> but that's Good something, answer. yeah. You do an English accent perfectly. Thank you very much. No, but this Thank is not you. your native tongue. No, it's not. And you like I, I guarantee listeners if you didn't say that you were from Japan people oh, wouldn't I be able to tell here and there do you yeah and my R's and L's I get them mixed up all the time <laughs> that is racist um, we have a lot of films directed by females this week which is interesting uh, Unforgettable is another one directed by Denise Dinovi um, she hasn't directed much but produced Heather's Edward Scissorhands oh. Catwoman a whole bunch of stuff ooh I'm um, just reading Catwoman there to take you by, <laughs> like, sweep, sweep the leg. I was excited by Heathers. Yeah, I like Heathers. I like Heathers. It's a weird film. Uh, starring Rosaria Dawson, Catherine Heigl. Is that how you say it? Oh, he, I have I, no uh, idea. Uh, Jeff Stoltz, Cheryl Ladd. Uh, all it says about this film is, A woman sets out to make life hell for her ex-husband's new wife. Yeah. Yeah, what's the trailer for this, dude? This looks like I said afterwards. I didn't know they still made movies like this outside of Lifetime. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that they have uh, Catherine and Rosario in this movie. To be honest, mm. it seems very B grade. Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah. We we and now I can't look at Rosario after our Danny <laughs> Ball retrospective without just seeing her. Oh right, with a shaven groin oh, walking I towards. Completely forgot about the that. James McAvoy. I have not oh. forgotten about that. <laughs> it was a life-changing yeah. scene for me. She's not very good at choosing... I don't know. I haven't seen this film, so, you know. I can't. Well, she's doing all the Marvel stuff right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. a great role for her. Yeah. She's great in the Marvel stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Belko Experiment, directed by Greg McLean. Uh, the, uh, one of the few directors... I didn't have to look up what he had directed before when I came to writing down what else they'd done. Hmm. He did the Wolf Creek, uh, Wolf Creek 2. He also did the Wolf Creek TV show. He what? Did, There's like Wolf Creek 2 and Wolf Creek TV show? Yeah, I have oh. the TV show for you there. I haven't oh, watched really? it yet. Uh, he did The Darkness, which came out last year or the year before, and it wasn't very good. Uh, and he did Rogue, which is probably the best crocodile movie ever made alongside Lake Placid 1, I guess. Uh, Lake Placid 1 is definitely more for laughs. Rogue is deadly serious, mm-hmm. like proper crocodile monster movie okay really good uh stars john gallagher jr who i love from uh from a newsroom uh tony goldwyn adria Arjona. uh your friends in this as well huh your friends in this isn't she? uh yeah she's she's the lead in emerald city so i know her but um, i mean i don't know know her but how do you pronounce her name adria because uh, no. i think i just said it wrong <laughs> so i was stumbling through it Lovely lady. Lovely lady. lady. Uh, In a twisted social experiment, 80 Americans are locked in their high-rise corporate office in Bogota, Colombia, Hmm. and ordered by an unknown voice coming from the company's intercom system to participate in a deadly game of kill or be killed. Uh, Unknown cheerful voice is what I should say, because that voice sounded pretty... What's the word? Lackadaisical, I think it's the word. Mm-hmm. It sounded very just like chatty. It didn't sound ominous yeah. at all. No, no, no. It's like, oh, you got to kill uh, three of your friends. Yeah. Or we'll kill six. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, I love some of the cast in this. Um, I love the, some of the directors done. I really, mm-hmm. really think works well. This looks like a dull movie to me. Um, I don't know. It's a bit like Battle Royale, isn't it? I yeah. Like. Yeah, it's like Battle Royale. It's actually like a short film that our friend Nicola Petrit made <laughs> as well, which is kind of a similar oh, yeah. concept. To this. Uh-huh. Um, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, it was a dumb dialogue where they suddenly halfway through the, the trailer had to go, 
oh shit, you remember those chips they put in the back of my neck when we signed up to this corporation? <laughs> Maybe that's, yeah, like how they're blowing our heads. I was like, well, when you sign on the fucking dotted line and they go, oh, by the way, we're just going to have to insert this into your body. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, suspect things. Uh, but no, there's some good talent in this, so it could, could be, be entertaining. Could be fun. Yeah. Uh, their finest, directed by Lone Scherfig, who, who she she directed One Day, uh, which I quite like. The movie she directed An Education, which I quite liked, and she directed The Right Club, which I quite liked. Oh. Uh, starring film. Gemma Arterton, Sam Claflin, Bill Nighy, Jack Houston, Richard E. Grant, Jeremy Irons. A British film crew attempts to boost morale during World War II by making a propaganda film after the Blitzkrieg. Uh, very English movie. <laughs> Lots of English talent. It looks uh, it looks like it might be the first one of her films I'm not that interested to mm. see, to be honest. But it looks like something I could imagine a lot of... Uh, a couple, If you were a decade or two older than me, yeah. you might enjoy this movie. It was a BBC production, wasn't it? It was co-produced yeah. by BBC, so... Which is quite, I mean, you see, you get a lot of Channel 4 co-production, but... Yeah, that's true. Have, Not many you know, BBC films. It definitely cinema. felt BBC, which means yeah. quality. Like, it looked quality. Yeah, like, true. Great true, talent. True. Um, like, yeah, great nice. solid story. Yeah. But yeah, it looked like something that I would watch if I had to and would be like, yeah, no, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But not exciting. Also coming out this week in the UK, one we didn't watch straight before because we saw it. On the cinema screens, when we went to Get Out, The Transfiguration, directed by Michael O'Shea, starring Eric Ruffin, Chloe Levine. When troubled teen Milo, who has a fascination with vampire lore, meets the equally alienated Sophie, the two form a bond that begins to blur Milo's fantasy into reality. Mm. I nearly turned to you in the cinema when we saw this trailer, mm -hmm. because as snobby people in the film world... <laughs> I feel when you go to the cinema and we sit next to each other, you know, what's the other one thinking? Like, you know, after each trailer. Because for the first half of this trailer, I was like, this looks really cool. Mm. And then when it got to the end, I was like, oh, I'm not sure which way it could go. Like, it could yeah. be amateurish or it could be something really special. Yeah. Um, but yeah, premises seem interesting. and Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. And it was filmed in this really down-to-earth, gritty kind of yeah, style. Yeah um like they put in vampire here in, in the thing like doesn't yeah i don't feel i don't feel it doesn't feel genre specific mm -hmm. I mean, um i looked at the director though it doesn't it doesn't look like he's ever made anything before oh on interesting IMDb. not even on short or anything um this is he's written and directed this so, so. cool good for him in america they're getting the lost city of z which we've talked about weeks ago on this podcast they're also getting unforgettable which we just mentioned uh, that was the one with rosario dawson and they're getting Free Fire, which we've already talked about. Um, but they're getting three films that we are not. They're getting The Promise, directed by Terry George, who directed Hotel Rwanda and Reservation Road, starring Christian Bale, Oscar Isaac, Angela Sarafian, and Jean Reno. Set during the last days of the Ottoman Empire, The Promise follows a love triangle between Michael, a brilliant medical student, the beautiful and sophisticated Anna, and Chris, a renowned American journalist based in Paris. I like how it's... <laughs> Guy one, a brilliant medical student. Guy two, an American journalist. And woman, beautiful and sophisticated. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally fills that whatever test. Well, you know that. Oh, yeah. The, fuck, what's it called? Test. God damn it, I've forgotten the word. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, you said, so you look not that interested in this. And then Hotel Rwanda came up. And you're like, oh, you like that film. I mean, I like Hotel Rwanda. But yeah, this one, I wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me because I see a trailer or something like this. I'm like, I don't care. I'm <laughs> immediately like, I'm so bored. Yeah. And I don't know why. I feel, is that racist? Because like, I'm sure there must be a film they could tell in these settings I would find interesting. Mm -hmm. But the ones we tend to tell from a Western perspective, I don't find interesting. Mm. Um, I'm just not really interested in these broad historical stories that mm -mm -mm. much. I'm more interested in character films. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I kind of always feel, it's like most of the ones we've talked about today. There's these very broad, wide, yeah. wide scope narrative it's yeah. like i just really want to know about one person yeah or one or two people yeah i'm not too into like war films yes um yes yeah. noted next film is a war film called sandcastle Ooh. directed by <laughs> fernando coimbra who directed a wolf at the door and directed some episodes of narcos and you can really tell from looking at this movie starring henry cavill uh, the english superman nicholas holt and glenn powell Set during the occupation of Iraq, a squad of U.S. soldiers tried to protect a small village. 
these are the pitch synopsis for some slight like, all right what's your story <laughs> well there's some soldiers cool what are they doing their job <laughs> <laughs> it's i don't know how you pitch it to the public like that mm. it's like tell us what's interesting about this story no it's they're soldiers. not going to. um i really like nicholas holt is you that the guy who's playing um rocky's son no, that, no, no, that's the main. That's no, no. This is a kid for who's originally from about a boy, when he was really young. Um, hang on. I mean, his name sounds rings a bell. But... I mean, he was lead, he was the lead in in the film, in the trailer that we just saw. And yeah, yeah, he was in Mad Max Fury Road, but I didn't really like him. Oh, honest, but okay. This kid. Yeah, his, he also plays the young beast he playing, in X Men. Uh, Rocky's son. No, Rocky's son is is he? I don't think so. I think that's... Um, is that the other guy? I forgot the guy. Yeah, I really like him in yeah, Single Man. Yeah. He was great in... He was um, great in uh, Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so keen on that, but most people do like him. Uh, man, they're doing a TV show. Watch him down. Uh, Warm Bodies as well. He's pretty good. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was good in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This movie looks like, you know, there's a million more films... I, this one I was vaguely interested in purely because of him to be honest this is a Netflix <laughs> movie so it's going up on the 21st of April oh cool um, but I just like him I don't know something about him where I just mm-hmm. like I could, I could empathise with him and he's not your normal character in a war film so, right so I don't know I'm vaguely intrigued yeah um, and our last movie is Phoenix Forgotten directed by Justin Barb starring Florence Hardigan Luke Spencer Roberts Chelsea Lopez 20 years after three teenagers disappeared in the wake of mysterious lights appearing above Phoenix, Arizona, unseen footage from that night has been discovered, chronicling the final hours of the fateful expedition. Echoing no other found footage movie of, <laughs> oh, guess what? We just found these tapes that you didn't know about. And it pisses me off. I actually kind of like this trailer because I like found footage um, when it works, which is 2% of the time. <laughs> um, but there's some shots in that one which like, oh, this could actually be pretty good. But I fucking just... Why do they have to keep trying to convince us? No, it's really real. Mm, it's like, yeah. come on. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It's 2017. Yeah, they've been doing that since the 90s. Yeah. It's just... It really gets on my nerves. Yeah. It's like, just show us some footage and <laughs> tell us what the movie is. Yeah. On. Um, this, this look... I mean, you like some horror. You're not really a fan footage person, are you? Not really. Did this look very interesting or just not um, at all? I mean... Because, I don't know, maybe it's been done before, but to me, like, uh, an alien abduction film with found footage seems yeah. like a cool enough idea. But, um, yeah, but, yeah, I, I'd watch it if it was on telly or something. I think that's the key thing is that um, what separates found footage is that 99% of found footage goes straight to digital. Right. And the 1% gets onto the cinema. Right. So right. the ones that go on cinema, it feels like a new genre. And that's kind of mm. why I'm interested because this one's actually hitting cinemas, which mm. is rare for found footage. Right. Um, and yeah, there's been so many, there's been dozens of alien found footage movies, okay. but most of them don't get to cinemas if right. you have limited release. But mm-hmm. this one seems definitely a bigger release. So it's like, okay, maybe there's, there's got to be some reason distributors are giving this one a chance. Yeah. What is coming out on the video games this week? Not a lot. Full Throttle Remastered is coming out on April the 18th. Uh, Marvel's here's a title for you you ready for this Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy the Telltale series episode 1 Tangled Up in Blue <laughs> is coming out whoa uh, so yeah the Telltale series who make great adventure games like The Walking Dead uh, they're now doing some stuff for Marvel the first one is Guardians of the Galaxy looks great getting good reviews like every Telltale game gets and you brought to my attention a little thing is coming out on PS4 did you say today yes so we are right now on 18th, 18th? yes uh, which is late shift late shift whoop, whoop. so this kind of falls between all the things we talk about on this podcast which are video games and movies yep do you want to sell what this is oh um it's, it's, it's technically a world first isn't it yes technically it's a world first interactive feature film slash choose your own adventure game so I'm immediately um, in. I don't care anything. <laughs> like that to me is just like, yes, I want to. Uh, so it's like one of those like choose your own adventure books, but in a film format, live action film format. Um, and yeah, it's getting released on PS4 today. So how does, because I've heard like years ago, they started trying to stuff with horror films mm-hmm. a little bit, but it would be just like three choices, maybe like three deaths. Mm-hmm. Was, it would literally stop your DVD. Mm-hmm. You could pick which death you wanted and that, that would happen. Cool. 
Um, they did it with Final Destination mm-hmm. 27, whatever it was. Right. Um, and it ended up costing them too much money to do it again because <laughs> oh, not okay. enough people were buying the DVD for it mm-hmm. to be worth it. But so how does it work in this? Does it literally, does everything stop and you get to pick a no, choice? No, it's, it's real time. So nothing stops. But when the, basically you're playing as the lead character i suppose matt and when matt has to make a decision you get these like three buttons okay and you have to pick one um in the given time otherwise the game will pick for you um oh so it will so oh, okay it that was gonna be my question is what happens if you don't do anything it just picks no, is it a random um i think it depends okay. but basically the, the idea is that like making no decision is also a decision kind of thing right okay um, that's really cool actually yeah that's been the problem with that stuff is that mm-hmm. like yeah freezing the screen just like well then you're not immersed anymore yeah 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 so that's been things to like seamlessly integrate it mm-hmm. and it was the other thing because i remember this came out on um like ipads and I, stuff, yeah it? it was released initially on um apple store and apple tv i think that was maybe a year ago a bit under yeah it was yeah it was last year but i didn't think it was a year ago i'm not sure okay Sometime and then we year. had like Cinema re- limited cinema releases as well. Releases release as well. In- yeah, because actually, I'm so because I was actually really excited about this one. And then when mm-hmm. it came out, I downloaded it immediately, and then I didn't watch it because I don't like watching stuff on a. I don't really mm-hmm. have an iPad. I have one back at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't travel with it. But I was just yeah. This is exactly how I want to see this. So I'm really excited now to sit mm-hmm. down with your pad and just be able to like watch it on the TV, uh-huh. interact easily. Like that's yeah. That's yeah. how this should be, I think. And I think yeah. you're hitting a good market on PS4 for that kind of stuff. Yeah. My other question for you, Ooh. and I don't know if you know this answer, you might not. Okay. So if you could bring up the director right now, i get the answer. Yeah, I can do that, yeah. <laughs> Does, what I'm interested with this is like, did they write it and direct it? Yes, yeah. So when you're making a movie like this, mm-hmm. and you're letting people choose their own adventure, mm-hmm. did they end up with a preferred thread? Like, is there an ideal for them, like, a sort of director's cut of the movie with certain choices that they like better? Um, I, I, uh, it's a good question. Um, I think I've been in, like, a few festivals. Um, I went with the film to a few festivals, and I think people have asked that question before, and they can't remember what the director's answer was. Okay. Um, but I think they do have, like, personal preferences, but not because it's, like, a better choice or whatever. It's just, just for them personally. Yeah. yeah whatever it is. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So that's called Late Shift. Yep. And you can get it on your PS4 yep. right now. Yep, yep. Um, what else is coming out? So we've got some Blu-rays coming out. In the US, Ocean Waves is finally coming out. I don't normally do old films, but this is an old Ghibli film, which was a TV movie, Ocean Waves, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Mm. I always really like that one, and it's very hard to get in the West, but it's out now on Blu-ray. Uh, there's a new 2K master version of Donnie Darko uh, on Blu-ray. Split is out the M. Night Shyamalan film with the very cool ending if you like certain other M. Night Shyamalan movies. The Founder, which is, um, what's his face, Batman? Um, Michael Keaton. Oh, (laughs) Michael Keaton. (laughs) That Batman uh, uh, with the McDonald's story. And Sailor Moon R, the movie in the UK, The Birth of a Nation, is out. OJ Made in America finally came out. And Sully, which is also available in 4K. And if you go on iTunes, because what I'm starting to realize is a lot of films just go straight to iTunes and then they don't come out on Blu-ray for a long, long time, if ever. Right, okay. Um, and some really good ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to cherry pick a couple here. One which I have seen, one which I haven't, but I think the one I haven't seen looks like it's going to be much better than the one I have. <laughs> the one I have seen is called Here Alone. It's about a young woman who struggles to survive on her own in the wake of a mysterious epidemic that has killed much of society and forced her deep into the unforgiving wilderness. Um, I love this kind of movie. It's very much my kind of thing. Mm. I like how it's shot. It's very honest and and intimate. You have seen this kind of thing before. Um, It's certainly not that exciting. It's a little bit, um, yeah, meditative if you're trying Mm -hmm. to be forgiving. Uh, But I really like it. It's a really nice little movie that's kind of slipped by people. The one I think, and I haven't seen it yet, but it looks really great, is called Always Shine. Um, it's about best friends Anna and Beth take a weekend trip to Big Sur, hopeful to re-establish a bond broken by years of competition and jealousy. Tensions mount, however, leading to an unexpected yet inevitable confrontation, changing both of their lives, dot, 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 forever. <laughs> kind of a dumb synopsis there. Um, but you're starring 
uh, one of my favorite actresses, Mackenzie Davis. Um, you can see this cool poster here, which looks very sort of David oh. Lynch, Mulholland Drive here. Mm -hmm. um, and it has, it's, it's, it's filmed really nicely from the trailers and the clips I've seen. Um, the acting looks great. It's actually about, yeah, two actors in LA and the competitiveness of trying to get roles uh -huh. and their bitterness towards each other. Kind of <laughs> so you're very familiar with the... Yes. The world. Yes. Um, but it doesn't seem played for laughs. It's very sincere. Okay. Um, and I think it looks really cool. So nice. I'm looking forward to seeing that. So we do like to pick what are we going to go see at cinema, Harika, in our imaginary world where we have the time to do all these things. <laughs> uh, normally what game are we going to play and what would you get on, on the Blu-rays? So out of everything come out at cinema, what you most think you Ooh. might actually go and see? And you can include the American ones as well. Uh, probably the what was the vampire one transfiguration, transfiguration. yeah I Me think too. that one yeah. yeah if you aren't going away then we could do that but don't worry about it it's fine just leave me <laughs> on my own so I'm, I'm good uh, transfiguration is yeah the one that looks most interesting to mm. me people should check out that trailer I don't think the trailer gives away anything either uh, I would see Phoenix Forgotten but I don't think it's going to be great mm. Video games, Guardians of the Galaxy is really the only one. Um, obviously, everyone should check out Late Shift. And obviously. With, obviously. And with Blu-rays, um, I don't like to do the old ones, but Ocean Waves is a, is a great little unknown Ghibli film. I would highly suggest it. Um, and obviously, Donnie Darko is, you know, Donnie Darko. But I'm presuming everyone who listens to this has seen Donnie Darko. If you haven't, stop listening. Because <laughs> you're too Go young. Go see Donnie Darko. Don't accidentally put on S Darko. Sequel oh there's a sequel about his sister played by the same oh. girl who played his sister oh. but it was shot like many well a few years later so she's grew up and became a teenager and oh. it's technically called samantha darker but they just call it S. darker oh i see i feel like i've made that sound more interesting it is it's a bad film don't go see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay box office time Oh boy, here we go. This is where I get depressed every week. Um, and we have a little bit of news that I kicked from earlier on that we're going to bring in here because it ties into the box office. So, top 20 films. Number 20 is Split. Number 19 is Their Finest. Number 18 is the Lego Batman movie. Number 17 is Colossal, uh, which I am interested mm, in. Yeah, that looks good. I want to see that. Uh, number 16 is Life. Number 15 is The Shack. 14 is Your Name. 13 is Logan, 12 is The Zookeeper's Wife, 11 is Ghost in the Shell, 10 is Kong Skull Island, 9, The Case for Christ, 8 is Power Rangers, 7, Get Out, 6, Gifted, 5, Going in Style, 4, Smurfs, The Lost Village. So Craig, if you're listening to this, when you said on your Facebook, who the fuck is asking for Smurf The Lost Village? Quite a lot of people, because it's making money. Um, although... Uh, actually, something like seven million second week. Probably made twelve million or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much those movies cost to make. To be mm. honest, so. uh, top three films of the week. Number three, Beauty and the Beast. It made nearly fourteen million wow. uh, last weekend, on its fifth week. It has now passed uh, over a billion. I heard, isn't it? Whoa! I believe. Uh, number two, The Boss Baby. And number one, of course, Fate of the Furious, otherwise known uh. as Fast and Furious 8 here in the UK, made a whole bunch of money. whole bunch. So you ready yeah. to hear some news about this? It looks like Fast and Furious will surpass The Force Awakens as the biggest worldwide opening of all time. Wow. It grossed $532.5 in its opening weekend. Previous record holder, The Force Awakens, made 529 Domestically, in the US, it's only actually the second highest opening for the series, behind Furious 7's, 147 million. Um, this one only earned 100 million domestically, but international tallies add an additional 432 million to this, which includes 190 million purely from China, <laughs> uh, making it now the record holder for the country's biggest three day opening for a Hollywood movie wow. ever in China. Um, which really goes to prove something we keep talking about in this podcast of China is obviously way more involved with Hollywood these days. It's pulling mm -hmm. a lot more strings than the public seem to realize, forcing their models and actors into <laughs> films where they don't belong. Yeah. Um, and we're always interested because we don't have many Chinese 
friends who mm-hmm. live in China. Right. So I don't right. really know the demographic, mm-hmm. you know, opinion on this stuff. How yeah. do they feel about it all? Is it just ego? Is it just cultural things? Is it just they want to just start to get you know, doing favors to their mm-hmm. actors? Maybe they're being nice and trying mm-hmm. to get their actors into Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But it feels certainly on the surface that it's just a thing of, well, we're giving money. You've got to get our people involved because that's the yeah. only way it's going to appeal to Chinese audiences. Mm-hmm. Considering the money um, from when these movies make, particularly like Star Wars and Marvel movies, mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious, there are no... I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen Fast and Furious yet, but there are no Chinese stars. Now, I don't think. I don't know. No, no, I mean, yeah, there's certainly yeah. none in the leads. Maybe, oh, there's yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. maybe there's someone... She mm-hmm. in somewhere. Yeah. But I really don't feel, I feel it's not proving, but I feel that, you know, it's definitely suggesting that yeah. they yeah. don't care about if their own people are in a movie or yeah. not. Yeah. As long as it's like cool cars. Yeah. As long so. as it's fast, flashy. Because yeah. that does seem to be what the Chinese <laughs> audience wants of lots of explosions. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, most of the world sadly mm-hmm. seems to yeah. just want that. Um, you going to see Fate and the Furious? Probably not. Have you seen the other seven Fast and Furious No, films? I have not. You've seen none of them? No. no I've seen Fast clips of it. I know why it is. You know what it is? Are you sure? But yeah, <laughs> I think so. Like you, cars and shit, right? There are cars confirmed. Okay. And, and they're quite fast. And they're quite, there's, they're yeah. quite angry as well. I'm yeah. Guessing. It's almost like you wrote the screenplay. Yeah, I know. But yeah. I heard that it's like the biggest grossing like franchise of all times or something. It like, is the so. biggest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it depends how you look at it. It's like all these things, they spin them in interesting ways, like Bond, obviously. It's right. a lot of uh, all of its iterations. Yeah, but Fast and Furious, it's just, and we've talked about it a few times, but it's bewildering. It really is. Because mm-hmm. you had a first one when it came out, the year it came out, Gone in 60 Seconds came out the same year. Mm-hmm. And it was back when Hollywood would make, you know, two identical movies in right, the same right, year, right. like Volcano and Dante's Peak. Oh, okay. and, and they brought these two out. Fast and Furious was definitely the more fun. Uh-huh. But it was totally throwaway fodder, like completely. Right. And it was playing it fairly serious. It wasn't goofy. Okay. And then the second one came out and Vin Diesel wouldn't even go back for it. So it was just Paul Walker and I think Tyrese Gibson or someone. And then the third one basically went straight to DVD almost. Huh. And none of them would come back for it. Mm-hmm. And Vin Diesel does come back in a like post credit scene mm-hmm. at the very end of that one, just to tie it all in with the timeline. And you realize, oh, it's a prequel kind of thing. Right. Um, and I've only learned out recently he purely did that because I've forgotten the company. I think it was Universal. They forced him to do it so that he could get the money to make his next Riddick film that he wanted to make at the uh, time. But he thought he was too good for it. Uh-huh. Now none of their careers really <laughs> did anything. So uh-huh. by the time they kind of eventually got around to going, you know what, let's make a fourth one and uh-huh. try and reboot it essentially, which is what the fourth one was. Uh-huh. Rethink it as just a dumb, fun, ironic, we realize we're stupid kind uh-huh. of film. Uh-huh. Everyone came back. And once you have one person, obviously they all start going, oh yeah, my career's not doing too good. I'll come back too. <laughs> and the money four made was insane. And then they just uh-huh. keep bringing on such fast succession, five, six, seven, eight. They just keep making more and more money. Mm-hmm. And be more and more ridiculous. Mm. And it's fucking crazy. Like, it's just crazy. It's never happened before. And it's mm-hmm. like the, it's like a joke that somehow won't quit. <laughs> <laughs> like, they know they're bad. We know they're bad. Uh-huh. At some point, they're going to start thinking they're actually good because they make so much mm-hmm. money. But when when are people going to get tired of it? Yeah, true. Guys, you really enjoyed them for the dumb fun they are. But the last uh-huh. one, I was like, yeah, those joke's over now. I'm bored. <laughs> Maybe there's like a couple of like Chinese and Russian millionaires who are like, yeah, I want to see the next film, film uh, Fast and Furious film, and they just keep like putting their money in it. Yeah, probably. I did. There's a lot of good controversy about this one because um, Vin Diesel and The Rock, mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson, fell yeah. out. Oh, did they? Argued a lot, apparently, on set, and there's all these oh. tweets from them afterwards, and then people didn't know if it was publicity because then they filmed them in a fallout. <laughs> but it really doesn't look like it was because then apparently Vin Diesel used his producer credit to veto, allegedly, I should say, mm. used his producer credit to veto Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham from having a post credit scene in this film, mm-hmm. which was going to set them up on their own spin-off movie. Right. Which I believe is still happening, but uh-huh. Vin Diesel was so pissed off with The Rock that he was like, no, he doesn't get a post credit scene in my movie. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, again, allegedly. <laughs> Please don't sue. <laughs> um, uh, which I'm actually a bit of a Vin Diesel fan because he's just adorable. <laughs> Not because he's actually good, but he's just adorable. Uh-huh. He's a little quick geek. He plays Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. He likes to like you do fantasy films that are awful like what's that The Last Witch Hunter oh yeah things like that I like his Riddick movies they're really bad <laughs> Pitch Black's not bad Pitch Black's actually got some great moments in it but okay mm. I think that's our show 
Is it really? Are you sure about that? <laughs> You're a bit sleepy. Huh? You're a bit sleepy. I'm fucking I've got to go and prep for another podcast in a bit. I'm going to be... Uh, actually, I'll say next week because it'll be up by that point. But I'm going to be on a different podcast um, talking about Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like a podcast celebrity. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, people were desperate and they asked <laughs> me to come and talk about a game I've put way too many hours in. Um, yes, so please go over to the iTunes, type in We Are Geeks and uh, we'll pop up and you can subscribe to us. At the moment, you're going to get this every single Tuesday where we talk about all our topical stuff. Uh, but you're also going to get our Friday podcast, which are on horror. I think we're on to a Nightmare on Elm Street Part 6 right now. We're going through that franchise. Uh, there are a couple of episodes missing right now and we have to apologize sincerely. Basically, I was traveling with hard drives. Two of the files became corrupted and those two <laughs> files are still intact back in L.A. So retroactively, they will go back up next month. Um, but I apologize because it's ruined the franchise. Shame. Because we only have one, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like we don't. We missed, I think, two and four, I think, aren't there? Aww. Which is annoying because two's a hilarious podcast. It's a hilarious film. Me and Alex had a fun time discussing that one. Uh, but anyway, you can do that. And then on Wednesdays, I think it is, Adrian's got his podcast, which goes through our feed as well, called Hollywood and Wine. Uh, like I keep saying, they're all going to get separated up soon. But right now, you're just going to get everything. Uh, on that thread i announced last week that we're going to be doing the new french extremism um franchise next we might not be doing that next now we might be doing that next next um but yeah i'll keep people informed uh we are a production company run out of la run out of tokyo run out of london i had to think for now i was like where are we (laughs) london uh which is where we are right now doing post-production on our feature film starfish if you follow me on the twitters mr al white I'm also on everything as Mr. Al White, including Xbox. Uh, then you'll learn all about our first feature film that we're making. Whoop. Um, and if you go over to We Are Tessellate, which is our parent company, We Are Tessellate with two S's, two L's, then you can branch out to everything I've just said from there. It's all kind of bleeding out. Haruka Abe. Yes. Hello. Ruka.haruka on Instagram. Yes, on Instagram, which is, yeah, pretty much the only thing I draw on to. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yes. Instagram. If you want to see her dancing in silhouette, that's the place Uh, to do it. I might take that video down. You're the one with pigtails. Shh. (laughs) You're not supposed to say that. I'm not supposed to say that. I think there's a few people. There are two girls, aren't there? There are two, a few. um, No, no, I changed the video. Oh, you changed the video? Why? Because it was the best video. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, forget about the dancing videos. No. Yeah. Instagram. Instagram rocks. Um, thank you very much for joining me, Haruka. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for it's, having me. It's going to be the last time you're going to be on this for a while, sadly. Um, oh, shame, shame, shame. But if people enjoyed you, they should go and check out our Daniel Ball podcast, which is finished. Yes. Now. But it's all up there in the vaults. In the vaults. Um, where we go through all of Daniel Ball's films. That was, that was a fun time. That was fun. Who was I talking to yesterday? I talked to someone who had just seen Trainspotting 2 and had a little bit of a argument with them. Ooh. <laughs> Not an argument. But they were saying why. Oh no, it was, it was my editor Alex. I see he was saying oh, he, yeah. he really, really liked it a lot. Oh, fair enough. So I told him he was wrong. <laughs> um, we'll be back next Tuesday. Until then, we're out. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>